Welcome to the Mastering College Podcast, a guide to landing your dream job. I'm your host, Daniel Botero, and my goal is to help you take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. Welcome, welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Happy New Year's. We are in 2019 now, and I'm excited for today's guest. Today with me, I have Josh Kalkanis, and this guy is an influencer. He has influenced me. He's influenced many, um, and you're going to see why he's so influential, because the way he lives life is what we should all strive to live our lives. And I'm excited for this episode with Josh. Josh, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing excellent, Daniel. Thank you for having me on the podcast today. Josh, Josh went to the same college that I did, and he was in the professional selling program in the class above me. And he was a major reason why I even thought about, about applying. He was a cool kid in the class. He went in there, won every award you can think of, but we'll let Josh talk about that. Josh, you know, for the audience, why don't you tell us, tell them a little bit about yourself and your career in college. Then we'll, then we'll talk about your post-college career. Okay. So I, like you said, Daniel, started out at a UCF, graduated from high school, barely scraped in, got into the University of Central Florida. I actually had to go to a summer class because my SAT and ACT scores were so bad. Ended up going into my, my summer class at, at UCF, ended up getting a B. I still remember that because that was going to be the breaking point on whether or not I was actually going to make it into the University of Central Florida for that freshman fall. Still ended up doing horrible my freshman semester. Got a really bad GPA, and I, I'll never forget going back and talking to my parents. And they said, we can't afford college, so if you don't actually hang on to your scholarship, then you're coming back home, welcome back. And so I, I, I pulled my stuff together, figured out how to raise my GPA that spring semester, and really started to develop what I wanted to do when I got out of college, which led me, we kind of fast forward through sophomore and junior year, through a lot of the, the general electives and starting to specialize around business administration, heard about the professional selling program, which was a marketing track with a focus on sales, so professional sales. And there were a couple reasons I got into the, the PSP and why I wanted to do sales, but after the, the grueling interview process and, and working with some of the professors there, got into the program and literally never worked harder throughout college except for that senior year. So I mean, that program does kick your butt, but it's completely worth it. Why did you want to go into sales? So why I really wanted to go into sales, I think, are twofold. I think one thing tied back to what I wanted to do when I, when I graduated college was actually to build income. I didn't come from a lot of money when I was a kid, and so that was one of my big focuses when I graduated college was to get a job and make a ton of money. Sales is one of those ways to do it. You control your income in sales. You can't, I mean, find me another profession that does that. There's, there's a base salary and that's it. For sales, it is literally unless there's no ceiling. Taking it a step further, what I really want to do is obviously somehow build my own business, somehow impact other people. And one of the easiest ways to do that, if you take a look at CEOs, COOs, people that run companies, the majority of their background is in sales. If sales do not do well at a company, the company doesn't grow. It's such a crucial piece. So with all these jobs changing and AI, that's why I know that's a big buzzword, AI is starting to take over. 
sales is going to be around for a very long time. So I wanted to make sure that I had a job secured and of course the experience to start my own thing. So sales, obviously, I think it's the same reason why I ended up going into the sales track myself. But what did you do after college? Like, so you, I know you were in that program, you're highly recruited, you had multiple offers. Tell us a little bit about your train of thought on why you chose where you wanted to go, why you decided to go into the industry that you wanted to go into. Um, and then we could talk a little bit about what you're doing now. Yeah, of course. So I, I did have a couple of different offers. You got to network with a lot of different people and actually experience kind of like an internship almost in the professional selling program. Ended up going into medical sales and I decided to go that route because one, I wanted to personally grow. I felt that if I went into medical sales as a marketing major, you're going to pick up on other things such as the ability to talk about pharmaceutical, the ability to talk about pharmaceuticals, surgical equipment, that kind of thing. I want to be able to have a conversation with a doctor. You know, I think that was one of the, the most important things for me is to actually, again, personally grow. And so ended up going with medical sales, graduated college. And the other piece was that it was an offer that was going to allow me to move. So I always thought, or at least in the beginning of college, I thought I was going to be behind a desk. I thought I was going to never leave Orlando, Florida, and it kind of snapped. I got the offer. It was a great offer. It was a company I wanted to do, and they said, you got to move to Savannah, Georgia. And I said, let's do it. And I, <laughs> I still remember the day I graduated, I got pictures with my graduation balloons and me in my suit. The day I graduated, I drove up to Savannah, Georgia. I said bye to my parents. I actually had to turn around halfway through because the girlfriend I was dating at the time I had to come back and say goodbye, say goodbye to my parents one more time. I was like, sorry, I'm leaving. And uh, that, that, was, that was it. I think that was the breaking point. They were going to give me a great offer with a medical sales company and I got to move. And so a lot of people look into the, the idea of going and building their career in medical sales, pharmaceutical sales. It's extremely, extremely lucrative in industry and you're there for... What, at least five years? I was. I was there for five years. And five years. And you did something that people don't understand, right? You probably got criticized for this move. And that is that you decided to just quit. Walk us through why to quit after being five years in a lucrative industry. I know you're killing it in terms of sales. So you must be doing well for yourself. Why leave a job that people would kill for? Yeah, I think that that's a really good question. And I, you know what? I wasn't as criticized as I, I probably thought I was going to be, but it was almost the, the idea I have is at the end of the day, if somebody's criticizing you for a move that you really think you're passionate about, they're not really somebody you want on your side anyways. But I actually, I was, I was really supported. And I, I ended up leaving the company I was with for five years that had moved me to three different states, lived in Los Angeles, Seattle, promoted four or five times, got into leadership roles. And I left because I just wasn't happy with what I was doing anymore. Halfway through that, that job, halfway through one of my moves, I believe it was Los Angeles to Seattle. I spent a little time over in Europe, got to travel. And I think that's what broke, broke me a little bit. I think that showed me that it, there's a lot more to just crushing your your financial goals. If you want to be financially free, whatever whatever your personal financial goals are, there's a lot more than just that. And I think what takes precedence over that is being completely stoked and passionate about what you're doing. And I think I had I had started to really dive into why I was waking up in the morning, and the job just wasn't aligned there anymore. 
So I can totally relate relate with you. Um, we were just talking about this earlier about how once you get to a certain point in your when your finances, money is no longer the priority, and that changes. At least for me, was now what can I do to free my time to so that I can spend my time doing things that fulfill me, and the money will come right. And I think you made the jump. I made my own type of jump, you know, when I left uh, PepsiCo after being there for almost six years. And it, I, I got criticized a lot. I'm telling you, I got criticized. Um, my mom cried. Really? My mom cried. <laughs> my mom cried, yeah. She, like, would, like, call me at least once a day once I, you know, during the two weeks. I gave him two-week notice. Wow. She's like, are you sure you want to do this, Daniel? In Spanish. Daniel! <laughs> and, yeah, it was really tough to a lot of people. I think even, like, my in-laws were a little shocked. Yeah. And, but I, I love it. I don't regret it. It's been six months. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about why is it so important for college students to really figure out what makes them happy? What is it that they love to do? So maybe they don't have to go through the five, six years that me and you went through. Yeah. No, that, that's a really good point. I think that's, that's something. If I go back my junior and senior year and really think about what, what I would have done differently. I think that's, that's one of the things is, is setting, setting a goal, a personal goal to figure out why you are working so hard in college or a lack thereof. Why are you focusing so hard on this one job to get out of school? What, what are you trying to accomplish when you graduate? And not everybody's going to figure that out. Not, I, I, I'm still learning about myself. I think everybody is. I, I don't know if you're going to figure out your full why, but I really, really believe that you've got to figure out some kind of, some, some kind of why at the end of the day. Mine, for example, was that financial goal. I wanted to make a certain amount of money when I graduated. That was my focus. And it was, I was a product of my environment. I grew up with a, a little less money. We, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the most financially free environment. My parents did a great job raising me, but I just had that goal set. But the thing is, is that once you quickly hit that goal, then you, you fall back on your why. And if you don't have a why, if you're not, you don't have a good idea of why you're waking up every single morning or why you're trying to apply to a job or why you're trying to move when you graduate college, you're, you're going to have kind of like that midlife crisis, except really early on. <laughs> Josh, one of the things that um, you, you did since you graduated is that you wrote a book. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the book. You know, why did you write it? What is the book about? Because it's about millennials. And so... A lot of the audience here is millennials. So tell us a little bit about your book. I have it right in front of me. You know, I told you before I was a big fan of your book. So share it with the audience. Yeah. So the, the title is What This Means to You. And the, the goal really stemmed from when I had gone on that trip about halfway through the, the medical company and took a little time. And when I really started to think about, again, life is a lot more than just making a, a big paycheck. And I had already kept a journal for, for quite a while since probably since I graduated actually and it was more about you know what I did that day what I did that week what are what are ways I'm pushing myself forward just internal thoughts that maybe aren't necessarily shared with everybody and and one thing I picked up from from sales is that we are selling benefit over feature right that's one of the basic sales 101 tips and what I really started to see in that that journal is like I really feel that a lot of this stuff 
can be in that format. So what this means to you by sharing a personal story and, and getting outside that comfort zone that I was regularly doing and pushing myself without even really thinking about it and I wanted to share it with other people. I think that's a big, uh, uh, I think that's a thought process of a lot of millennials as well is that they wanna, they wanna have a really good life experience and they wanna enjoy life and step outside their comfort zone but sometimes people don't even think about, well how can I do that? And so I wanted to take that just 30 days, 30 real quick, easy reads that you could essentially read through and figure out how you're going to step out your outside your, your comfort zone, essentially, and push towards the goals that you want to get done. I love it. So Josh, you left the medical company. Tell us what happened afterwards. Yeah. So leaving the medical company was, that was, it was a, I'd say a challenging year and a half. So I had saved up a little bit of money. I, I had some real estate that was providing me some income that I could survive off of for a little bit. So I did have some time to just kind of get my feet on the ground and, and recalibrate everything. And so when I got back, I actually, the, the, while I was moving my stuff over from Seattle, I actually had already booked a trip to South America. So I, I was like, I'm gonna take some time to just think, get in my own head. I did South America by myself. I started to look at things that I wanted to do personally, I just hadn't had time to do, which one of which is, is learning how to fly, became a pilot in probably about a year and a half, and got back to Orlando, and probably about six months in started looking around into what I really, really wanted to do, and that was to become part of a startup. Again, back to my, my why, I wanna be able to build something personally, but at this point I wanted to learn, and so I wanted to start looking for a couple of different startups that I could be part of, and after a couple of unique experiences, finding, finding jobs that really didn't fit, again, with what I wanted to do, I finally found the company I'm at now, and we are building the, the company from the ground up, so it's been, it's been quite the experience. And Josh, you also have a YouTube channel that you just started. Uh, tell us a little bit about why did you decide to do a YouTube channel, or even what is your vision for the channel, and where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, that's that's a really good question too. So yeah, I did. I started up a YouTube channel. It's Josh C TV, and still developing the content for that. But I think what I really got motivated by to actually start that is the the way I'm looking at it. Again, the why. I, I want to live life and experience life and knock things off my personal bucket list. And when I had talked to a couple of my friends, my family members, there are things that they want to get done too. And some of, the, some of the responses is that, yeah, you know what, I'll do that when I retire. Or you know what, I'll do that when I, whatever, X, Y, Z, I'll do this in five years. And it's like, how do you know you're gonna be here in five years? You have no idea. And so what I did was some of the experiences I've had, I wanted to put them onto YouTube, share how it is unbelievably accessible, a lot more accessible than a lot of people think. Cost-wise, travel-wise, whatever the case may be, you can get a lot of that stuff done, and a lot of people just don't know how. And so I, as the YouTube channel grows, I really want that to, to be the focus on, on knocking things off your, your bucket list, always asking how, almost changing that, that your, your, the way you think, essentially, and, and really growing, growing that. And so you talk a lot about mindset. Why is mindset so important to you? Mindset is everything, I think. And there's, there's been a lot of studies on it, too. And I think it's easy to touch on on the sales side of things. 
just touching sales, you're getting beat up every single day. You get rejected and you've got to wake up the next day with a smile on your face and you're like, I'm going to go and sell some more. I'm going to go do the same thing that I just got the door slammed in my face <laughs> for yesterday. And that alone is, is, they call it resilience, they call it persistence, but I mean, that is a mindset. That is, that is a way of getting something done. And I think by, by setting your mindset the way you want, by setting your mindset to, to that always asking how or how can it be done instead of no, I can't afford it or how can I afford it, that, that, just that simple yeah. difference, that, that, I think that's a differentiator between the people that really go far and the people that are, are, are unhappy even at 50 years old. And I agree. I think mindset is probably the most important thing that you should be working on at every point, any point of your life. And even as a student, the earlier you can start building that strong mindset, it's going to help you whether it's sales, whether it's an accounting, whether it's an engineering major, mindset is key. So I guess the question is to you is, how does a student start building a strong mindset while they're in college? Yeah, no, I think that's that's a, a really good question. I think one of the easiest ways to do that, and I, I'm a, I was actually a victim of the opposite side of this. I didn't, I didn't do this, and I wish I had. Was something that I touch on probably in the book, and then also on my my YouTube channel is is always asking how, and that sounds really really simple, but it's literally as as easy as instead of asking or or telling yourself no, I can't afford something, or no, I can't get this exam done, or no, I can't study for this. No, I can't get into this sport. Whatever you're asking or telling yourself you can't do it, that's kind of like almost self-talk, is turn it around and say, how can I make it happen? I think that's one of the, one of the easiest ways to get started on that path to always asking. And I, I felt I did a good job at that. But when I really thought about it, when I really sat down and, and thought deep into to how many times I say, no, I can't do something, it was a lot. There was a lot of times that you, you look in the mirror and you're like, I just, it's not possible. But have you really asked how, how can you make it happen? What are the loopholes around it? And I think that that alone, by, by thinking that way and asking that question, your freshman, your sophomore, your junior, your senior year can really impact the rest of your life, the rest of college and, and getting your first job. Is there anything that they, students can do in terms of like whether it's a book to read, whether it's a t uh, YouTube channel to watch? What, what is there somewhere that students can get resources on building their mindset that you would say? You would guide somebody too. Yeah, I I'm a big fan of reading, so not everybody's a, yeah. a big fan of reading. I'll do it. Over. The audiobooks nowadays, right? Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. audiobooks, so yeah, I I think books are a great way to get started there. My first one, which kind of like cracked the door into my let's let's call it emotional tell the, the awakening for me yeah. was probably Rich Dad Poor Dad was, but and everybody says that one. I think that opened the door. There's a that kind of opened the door for me, saying, "Wow, there's a different way to." to do this. There's a different way to, you know, make money. There's a different way to think and from what, from what we're taught in college or high school. And I think that would probably be one of the easiest ways is to take a look at some of, of the people that you want to be at. Maybe the, the entrepreneurs that you, you see and you're like, you aspire to be, reach out and say, what are the, what are the, what's one of the biggest books that impacted you? I would start there with some of those books and some of the content. Content is readily available. So if, if, if you're at the point where you're like, I just don't know what to, what to read or what to look up anymore, I, I think you should probably open a computer and check out the internet. Right, yeah, no, ask the internet. No, I was, you know, for me, that book was Think and Grow Rich. Okay. Think and Grow Rich is, was the formula. I was like, this guy spent 20 years studying the most successful people all of his time. And he literally read, 
gave us the blueprint on how to do it. And so that's when I got started getting really hooked on books. And so my first book for anybody to read is Think and Grow Rich. That's, I loved that book too, even though it took me a second to get into it, but you think about it, it's, it's older copy. Yeah. Like if you look at the, the oh, actual yeah, yeah. text, it's older. But the crazy thing is, is that it's still relevant today yep. because all the stuff, all the research that he did, it's, it's very real, but it's really based around mindset as well. It is a mindset book. Yes. Yeah. Think, right? And Grow Rich, right? Yeah. And they actually have copies of people who have made it more modern with modern day examples. Yeah. And so, but it's fantastic. Anyways, all right, back to it, back to the mindset and college students building the mindset. What else can college students do to build that mindset? What about who they surround themselves with? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really good point. I think building out the, the network, not on the business side, but your, your personal relationships is unbelievably important because when, you know, Daniel, you're a good example, right? You're, you're doing a lot of work on the podcast right now and you, you're off with, with your wife as well, but you, the people that you are surrounding yourself with are people that are aligned with you mentally. Again, back to that yeah. mindset piece. Like you have a goal, you have a why, and the people around you are, are your A-team. They're supporting you. And I think you can build that in college. The, the side piece to that too is not only surround yourself with people that your, your peers that have the same mindset, but make sure that you're networking with people that are way above you too. And the reason I say that is because while I was still looking for a job, and even to this day, I've reached out to people that I had met that were higher than me, whether it was for coffee or lunch and to learn, especially while I was mm-hmm. taking a little break from work and sat down and, and talked with some of these people. But they can also get you a job. They can introduce you to the people. They could introduce you to the next startup that you're going to learn at. So I think that's twofold. I think knowing, knowing people in the business world that are way above you as a student and then connecting to the right people as a peer. Oh, perfect. All right, Josh, I asked, where do you see yourself 20 years from now? 20 years from now? That's a, that's a solid jump. I'm trying to think, where am I going to be? All right, so let's start with five. No, no, we can do that. I'm saying, I'm like, where am I going to be at 49 years old? Um, definitely not on the beach because I'm still going to be working. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think in, in, in 20 years, I am going to be unbelievably financially free. Um, I can do what I want when I want. But I think I'm also going to be putting a lot of time into impact impacting and, and entertaining other people. I think that's one of my big, my big whys. Is I want to make sure that people understand that you, living the life that you want is unbelievably accessible. Very easy to do that. And whether that's going to be through YouTube, whether that's going to be through a, a startup that I found or whether that's the startup that I'm at now that we've built up and I end up being just on the, on the sales side, doesn't really matter. It aligns with my why of inspiring, impacting, and entertaining people around me in a very positive way. So I know at, at 49 years old, that is, that is what I will be known as. So question for you, if you can go back to uh, college, right, and you got an offer with a company that fully aligned with your why, but they would pay you $40,000 a year, or you still had the offer with the medical company, which one would you take? Oh, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a challenging one. So to think back into where I was, I, I, I probably... Without changing anything, I probably would have gone with the, the the medical one because that's where that's where I was when I first graduated. It was a big focus on on money. But now that I'm thinking about it, I think when you when you get out, if it really aligns with your why and you can learn a ton of stuff, 
like the stuff that's going to f- align with what you're trying to accomplish. So if you want to start a company and it's a startup that's going to pay you 40 grand and you might even get a little bit of equity, but you're going to learn a ton that you could leave and start your own company in four years versus 10 years, I, w- I would take the 40K job for sure. Uh, it, again, it would have to, you have to understand your why and yeah. you have to be really stoked on what that, that company is. So um, 40K is... 40K is a rough one, but if, if it aligned the right way, I think if I went back and did it again, I would definitely jump at it. I'm trying to think what I would really do. Would I go stay with Frito-Lay or PepsiCo? Or if I would take a lower paying job that aligned more with my why? It's hard because taking a job that pays me more allows me to build a good, solid financial foundation, which then allows me to make the jumps that I'm making now. Yeah. So it's tricky. No, I, 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 I agree with you. I don't, I would not be where I wouldn't have the real estate. I, I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't have that medical sales job when I first started and experience wise too, yeah. sales wise. So I think that is, that is a really challenging question. I ask that for the students that always say, do I follow the money or do I follow the passion? And it's a tough one for me to answer, Yeah. which no. is why I thought you might know it. Yeah. No. And I think it changes by everybody's situation, but I think it does. I think it does change. It's different for every single person. So you really have to take a look and, and ask yourself what you're trying to accomplish. In two years, are you trying to go out and start your own company? Then yeah, it's really easy to say, yeah. I'm going to take the $40,000 job, learn a ton, and then go take the risk. If you want to just get into to, to real estate investing, you want to do that, then you want to make as much money as possible, as quickly as possible, take the medical sales job. So I think you really got to take a look. And again, ties back to what we're talking about why are you doing it? What What is your goal in a year, two years, three years? I think that's going to answer the question for that person. How far should students be planning about their future? You know, I think you, you've got you to plan it out pretty far. And it, that might be really challenging for people. I think it can be a little more vague at that longer term goal. But I think if you ask, if you ask again, ask yourself why, what, what you're trying to accomplish, I think your long-term goal, like what you want to be known as, or, you know, if you, if this is one question I had asked myself, if you ended up passing away right now, how would people write like a newspaper article on you? Like, what would yeah. you be known as? Like right now, if you, you die, is that what you want? Is that what you want people to remember you as? And I think that really helped direct me as like, what happens if I, if I left? Like, what, what would be everyone's experience with, with me? And I think that was one of the things that really kind of changed the way, way I thought, uh, the, the way I, I wanted to get stuff done. I love it. No. So is there, if we've been talking now, you know, for 26 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, time flies. If there's one thing that the students listening to this podcast right now would take away from the, from what we've talked about. What do you want that to be or hope that to be? Yeah. I, I think one of the biggest things is, and we kind of talked about it already, is making sure while you can, before you graduate, really understanding who you are, trying to get a good understanding. And that's not going to be the easiest for every single person. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to have everything figured out when you graduate. And I'm not saying I did. I'm saying that, Take the time now while you're in college to figure out what gets you stoked in the morning. What would, you know, think, think a couple years out. What would get you excited? And ask yourself, why, why would I be excited about that? I think understanding your why and that, that tiny tweak in your mindset of always asking how, I think that's one thing that I, I would want every college student just to really start thinking about now.
No, I love it. Yeah, that's that's some excellent, excellent advice. Josh, how does the audience find you? Whole bunch of ways. That's, <laughs> that's a good question. I, you, you could you could search me on my website, joshcalcanis.com. My YouTube channel is Josh C T V. It's really easy to find me. And then of course, if if you find that website, easy way to do it is gonna direct you to YouTube. I'm on Instagram, I'm on, on LinkedIn, Instagram is Josh C T V. And then every once in a while I am hanging around on Facebook. But I think those are probably the easiest ways to get a hold of me. Josh, thank you again for you know being a guest on the podcast, for inspiring me to lead by example on the fact that, hey, you made the jump, you're following, you're, fo- you're following your why, you're trying to make sure that you have an impactful life and you're making an, an impact on many people, including myself. So here in public, man, thank you so much for the motivation and I look forward to continuing to see your journey, man. Seriously. Yeah. No, thank you for having me on here and same same thing for you. You you took the jump. You are you are impacting other people with this podcast. So thank you for doing what you're doing. No, man. Every everybody, thank you so much and I catch you guys on the next podcast. If you've listened thus far to this episode of the podcast, you absolutely rock. But now I need your help. Please make sure you subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you so much and talk to you soon.